0: Welcome to Songwriter Trists, an intimate podcast that interviews artists about the art of songwriting and find out more about the life behind the songs. I am singer-songwriter Ray Lee and your host for this show. Music saved my life and I want to talk to other songwriters about the power of songwriting, talk about their journey and how they got to where they are today. This is a safe space to share stories, lessons and emotions – all the great things that build an amazing song. Welcome to another songwriter, Trist, with Jake Arthur. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? good thank you for joining me um so we went through songtown wasn't it um the online songwriting community uh, membership yeah, yeah. program and I
1: I had been seeing your your songwriter trist uh, posts on the songtown Facebook page and I, and I thought oh th- that's really cool so then when you asked me to be on it I thought oh boy you know <laughs> that, that's kind of wild
0: yeah no it was fun and we get um we've been writing a song together which I can't stop singing so I'm excited about getting that one out into the world, even though it's a longer-ish process, but I'm sh- I'm sure it's one for the for the ages. And I'm very excited to be working with you. And I, I thought it was really cool to be able to do this um, chat and just be able to get to know you better because we haven't done this yet. This is actually the first time we've talked. We wrote this song completely via email, which is so different for me. <laughs> to oh, co write.
1: Yeah. yeah, I've never co written over email before.
0: Yeah, I feel like we've done it backwards. Usually, I would talk to someone and get to know them first, and then try and do a co-write.
1: Yeah, and and well, and it means that when I sent you, you know, a couple of my ideas because because you, you sent me I mean, a pretty fleshed-out thing. That then when I when I sent you some thoughts back, I was like, oh no, you know, what what if she hates every bit of this? <laughs> we
0: don't
1: know each other. I don't want her to think I'm doing something wrong.
0: I I think you smashed it. I was like so impressed when it came back, and I think. All the areas that I was stuck in, you just fleshed out perfectly and kind of completed it, which was um, so refreshing. Actually, Um, so I think it was a perfect mix.
1: Great, uh, (laughs) great. uh, You cut out for a time. (laughs) I think that was on my end, but I heard you say "perfect mix," so so I'm glad about that.
0: I was just saying. I was just saying that I think. the way that it worked and where I was at with the song, like it was just a really fresh idea. And then, you know, you had emailed saying, hey, let's co-write. I was like, hey, I've just had this idea pop into my head and you like literally emailed me as I was writing down this idea. So I was like, oh, just send it to this guy that's just emailed me <laughs> and see what he thinks. Um, so just the way that it happened. And then And then what you sent back was, I think, just on point. Like it just felt... Like you just nailed it. I don't know, and I'm not usually very good at communicating what I'm looking for because I don't usually know what I'm looking for. Um, I think you just got it, and you just finished the song.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. That, that that's very nice of you to say.
0: So the way that I start these podcasts is I ask you to share in your own words who are you and where are you from.
1: Sure. Uh... My name's Jake Arthur. I'm from I'm from central Massachusetts, though currently I I live in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I'm a graduate student in music theory, which is, you know, kind of reverse engineering music um, and mm-hmm. trying to figure out why is a song written the way that it is, and you know, can we deconstruct it and kind of figure out how different parts of music work from that?
0: Mm. Wow. How did you get into that?
1: Oh boy. Um well, I mean, I started playing music in fifth grade, and then I kind of continued on, and then I started to take a music theory class in high school. Then when I went to, to college, uh, you know, you have to take music theory if you're studying music. And I think, cool. for, for me, some of it was, was almost the challenge of it, because I, I knew so many people who said, oh, music theory is like what made me stop, you know, doing music, <laughs> And then, so then, at a certain point, I was like, "All right, then I'm gonna, you know, like I'm really gonna gonna try to understand music theory." And um, and now it's gotten me to here. And uh, and you know, I'm not sure that I understand music much better. I can communicate about it um fairly clearly because we have all sorts of wacky terms, but mm. you, I can only communicate with other academics about it. So I don't know how, uh, how much good it does me.
0: Well, you know what, I really struggled to communicate music. And that's one of the biggest things that I struggle with when trying to create music, say, with a producer or someone who can track the song that I've written and get the the emotion that I've put into a song. I
1: -hmm. really
0: struggle to communicate what I want. (laughs) And that is limiting for me as an artist um, and can be quite frustrating. So I'm sure that there is definite um, benefits of being able to communicate what you want.
1: Yeah. And, and it's nice, uh, when you're in, when you're in other rights, the, the system that, uh, the music theory uses is they use Roman numerals, but they're just kind of labeled one, two, three, four. And in Nashville, they do the same thing. They just use kind of the Arabic numerals, one, two, three, four. So there is some translation. And it's nice when you're, when you're talking to people and you say, Oh, well, you know, do we want to go to the five here? Do we want to go to a minor four or whatever? Um, so. It is useful. Uh, some of music theory gets very far into the weeds, uh, and that's yeah. the stuff that doesn't quite as much. We don't need to be worrying about the rules of, you know, four part counterpoint all the time.
0: Yeah, I am. Um, I think because I'm not classically trained or even really trained at all, like I've got the basics, um, with my imagination and what I feel like I can do is actually un- not limited. Um, and I've, I have rocked up with finished songs to a studio before and they've looked at me like an absolute crazy person because, you know, I'm changing key going into the chorus and I'm in C sharp and, you know, they're like, oh, this person's going to hate this. And, um, I'm doing all the things that I guess they've been told not to do <laughs> in music. School. That's, and sometimes,
1: sometimes I, I have to actively try to unlearn in a right because if, mm-hmm. if I land here in chord, I'm like, oh, the only way to resolve this chord, you according to 1750, you know, rules of yeah. harmony. Yeah. So, so sometimes you have to snap yourself out of it too. And so it's been limiting in some ways. So I can imagine mm. it being freeing for you.
0: Yeah. And even with harmonies, a lot of my songs, I will do harmonies on them, but they're definitely not straightforward harmonies. Um, it's definitely ad-libbed. A lot, <laughs> but it's what feels good. And for me as an artist, that's what, you know, drives me. When, when did you write your first song? Do you remember?
1: Oh, goodness. Well, <laughs> I remember when I, when I used to lose things and I still lose things, but, you know, when I was like five years old, if I lost something in my room, I would sing to myself while I was looking for it, you know, <laughs> nice. and it's so like, oh, I hope I find this item soon. Um <clears throat> Though I wouldn't say I wrote any, I wouldn't, I didn't formally write anything till probably about eighth grade Mm
0: -hmm. when I started to
1: play the guitar. Uh, and it wasn't very good, but I've since actually (laughs) now, and then I've actually stolen lines from songs that I wrote. And, you know, cause you know, if I wrote 50 songs in in eighth grade through 10th grade, or let's say, Yeah, all the songs are bad, but now and then I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of a cool line," you know. So I'll take like one line or a word out of those. But Mm. other than that, the the songs are mostly forgotten. I have them in old kind of grade school (laughs) notebook. Uh,
0: I've got notebooks everywhere.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a mess, Uh, and it's (laughs) as I tried to do more more online, but you know, if something strikes me while I'm. In class or something, I'm not, you know, mm. I don't always have my computer open. So I also have a lot of phone memos, right? I, I do a mm. lot of stuff on my driving. I'll pull up a phone memo and then at the end of the month or something, I'll have to go through all of them and go through what's any good and what's trash.
0: Oh, that's good. I don't go. I only go through my phone memos. Usually if I'm going into a co-write, i will be like, Oh, here's all my ideas that I've been having while I've been driving my car or, you know. <laughs> um oh, that's really cool so um was there a clear moment do you remember when you decided that like I don't know high school when you're like oh what am I going to do with my life I'm going to do music I'm going to start writing songs or doing music theory what happened for you was there an inspiration or? Oh, boy.
1: um I I have been very single-minded most of my life um are you familiar with the 1990 Boy, I think it's 1998, maybe 1995. The movie That Thing You Do the Tom Hanks. It's the first film that Tom Hanks uh wrote and directed. Yeah. And it Yeah, that's uh, cool. right. it's the movie of uh it's the story of The Wonders, this fictionalized band and it follows the drummer Guy Patterson. Yeah. And I saw that movie when I was 5 and I fell in love with it. I um, love that, to this, that movie too. Yeah. <laughs> I could, I can probably quote just about every line of it.
0: Um, I'm going to have to rewatch that movie now. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, so, right. So it's kind of from that, that I wanted to be a drummer. Uh, I then started playing the drums formally in fifth grade, picked up guitar Mm. around eighth grade. And it's really kind of been ever since then that I was like, I want to be doing something with music. Um, Mm. I fell in love with the, with the music of Tom Waits very early on. I was probably seven or eight years old um, mm. listening to his first album. It opens with the song Old 55, which is just kind of beautiful. Um, mm. And he's a very different kind of guy, but uh, his songs are very interesting. So that was when I really kind of got into songs. So I was around eight, I guess.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So I've been fairly single-minded most of my life. Uh, just in terms of wanting to pursue music, and there's always been the question of how so i've so i've been pursuing music theory and then but uh, my passion has always uh, really been writing, so i've spe- put a lot more energy into that lately
0: mm. and why why writing why is that your main thing? Why do you say that
1: you know you're trying to get across a big idea in three minutes with you know, about 16 lines of text and the, and the lines have to rhyme, right? So it's mm. this very, so it gets me intellectually as a challenge, you know, and it also gets me creatively because yeah, I mean. you know, creative problem solving and mm. I don't know, it's just um, this kind of love of music and it feels like the best way to, to kind of express it is to kind of be creating it, I guess.
0: Mm. Uh, yeah, I love it. I mean, You don't have to sell me on songwriting. (laughs) But I find it really interesting to hear when other people have that same love for songwriting. What is it that... Because I I don't... I know what it did for me, but there's something about creating. And I guess for me, I think writing a song is probably the same way that someone feels when they paint a painting or... Do a ballet or, or doing something like do something creative. Do you know what I mean? It just feels right. And, good and man, I,
1: And I love the idea of uh boy. Like, what's a good example of this? The opening of Georgia on my mind. You know, Georgia, Georgia, and that that feeling of kind of like goosebumps that, that I can get when I hear Ray Charles sing that. And the idea <laughs> that like, you know, could I create that, or you know, how could I bring that to other people, or even just for mm. myself myself and Mm. yeah and just sort of like how do you how do you recreate that feeling for yourself and other people
0: that foot tingling feeling when someone just hits the right note and it can completely like I find it's a mind reset for me I hear a really good song and it's performed well my whole emotional body just resets and it can make me feel better or it can help me reflect on something that I maybe have been overlooking, but it can, like, I don't know how it does that. And I feel like maybe I sound crazy when I say that, but I think it's incredible and I have no idea how it works, but I think the mystery of music um, makes me very curious. And um, yeah, I love it. Is there something that you, (laughs) is there like a main hope, um, I guess, that you would like to, present when you're writing a song do you have like a core cool message or something that like you're about
1: oh boy that's a that's a great question um every write is a little bit different right mm-hmm. in that uh, some sometimes I want to be target writing for someone and and in that case I'm sort of thinking about what are they about in, in a way right okay. um you know, and, and if I'm writing with an artist, I'm thinking about you know what is it that you're about. But at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know. You, you just want people to feel good, right? And and I, uh, and that can be uh, be in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, sometimes it's just sort of like a feel good party song. Sometimes and. But when I say feel good, I also mean like, I want to give the song that somebody needs at that moment. Cause sometimes you just need a good mm. cry. I'm not going to put down Adele yeah. and say that, you know, like, uh, sometimes you just need to, to listen to Adele and cry. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that means also kind of writing a put down song. Like, oh, you don't need that guy because I'm not writing mm. for that guy. I'm writing for, I'm writing for the person that needs to put him down or something. So. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I'd say in general, I just want to you know, write, write the song that somebody needs at that
0: moment. That's beautiful.
1: That makes sense.
0: Yeah. I like that. That's very cool. And do you have something in mind before you go into a, uh, writing a song or is it different for you going into a co-write? Or what, you know, what uh, did you do pre- prepare for that?
1: Sure. So I always have, I kind of have a list of ideas that I'm constantly uh, updating, and I spend a little bit of time on every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I spend some time with that. Um, I spend most of my time thinking about uh thinking about kind of song ideas and lyric ideas, but um now and then uh, a little musical idea will sort of pop into my head, and I try to hold on to that and and I think about you know who is this idea going to work with. And sometimes I'll even email them ahead of time and say, hey, here are a couple ideas that I'm thinking about. What do you want to jump in on? So I do that sort of thing. Um, But at the same time, I also want to go in, I try to go in with the, I want to go in prepared, but I also want to go in with an open mind because everyone's going to be coming in with a few different different things banging around their head.
0: And do you do co-writes very often?
1: Yeah, now I do almost exclusively co-writes. Okay. and, And since, uh since the pandemic, I think everyone has been inside a lot more and sort of looking for, for creative outlets. Mm. So I've uh yes, yeah, so I've written boy, I mean, probably just 70 songs in the last six months, maybe or, or so. Um Whoa. and it's uh and it's just because you know that it's kind of been a great outlet and and everyone is looking for an outlet right now. Mm. So yeah. so I, I co-write almost exclusively. Now and then uh, when it's late at night and I've had a, you know, and I've had a glass of brandy, perhaps, uh, mm. so I'll sit down and write a song just for me.
0: Yeah. And what does that look like when when you're writing a song just for you? Is it um? Because I I've heard doing these podcasts, I've heard from some people that um some writers tend to be more tragic writer writers, or some tend to be more of a Um, love writer and i find that concept really interesting but so far as i've been talking to people um most people say that they do kind of fit into one of those do you find you kind of end up drifting towards one of those more often than not
1: boy uh i'd like to say that i go between those two extremes uh yeah it's been very easy the past six months to write tragic songs just because we're all sort of carrying around a sort of mental weight. But yeah. uh, I'll also say I got married in July. Uh, oh, congratulations. So thank you. So, uh, so, you know, I'm also very inclined to be writing love songs now and then. And yeah. I think that the reason that I, I would think that some of the reason that, that we tend to fall into one of those camps is, is we're constantly trying to think about writing real and writing emotion, you know, and kind of writing emotions that we all feel. Mm. And I think that sometimes when you're feeling when you're feeling bad and that sort of like gut wrenching thing, it's almost easier to get that out into words sometimes than it is to write a love song because sometimes you feel, I don't know, maybe a little a little silly or something when you're just sort of going on about eyes so blue and things like that.
0: That's interesting. See, I I would say that most of my songs are love-focused, but they come from a place of tragedy. So, Mm -hmm. for example, like I'll be heartbroken or be struggling with maybe self-worth and, you know, mental health things. And that will be one of the reasons that I, I will write a song because it'll help me express that. But in the song, I think there's an inherent hope and maybe faith that... I'm very optimistic and I do believe in just being strong and holding on in those moments and focusing on, like I have songs called like Find a Better Day, you know, where it's all about, I feel horrible, (laughs) but, you know, I know that one day or I will be okay. It's not always going to be like this. Um, So even though, you know, I am feeling horrible, I tend to always go towards the love and the hope and it's going to be okay. See,
1: I think that's that's what I would say. I focus on when I'm writing with other people. If I'm writing for myself, I'm okay to sort of wallow in whatever emotion I'm, I'm sort of. St- <laughs> so, so the songs I write for myself are probably a little a little bit more static because it's just sort of yeah, in whatever the emotional state is.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, okay. That kind of went a bit off the topic, but I was just interested in, in where you go with that one. Um, what's the best advice that you've ever been given?
1: Oh boy. Um, I've been given, I've, I've been very fortunate to, to be kind of given a lot of advice. Uh,
0: mm.
1: and so to kind of distill that into one, the best advice is probably just be prepared. And, and kind of the reason I say that is because you go to so many rights and you just sort of say, well, what is the, you know, what's the feeling in the room and people kind of, And if everyone sort of comes in, just sort of feeling, oh, well, kind of like what'll happen will happen. Uh, then mm. nothing happens. Right. Mm. So, yeah. so I would say kind of coming in and being prepared and that takes all sorts of different forms, right. Whether it's like ideas and stuff, being prepared to receive ideas and sometimes just sort of being prepared to be a cheerleader, mm. um, to kind of say, yeah, keep going. You know, like you've got the great idea today and I'm just going to try to keep up the energy in the room.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, okay. and, and I don't know. I I think that, uh, there's always this idea of the, the art, you know, kind of the, the starving artists who just sort of, I, there's maybe the sense of them being lethargic or something, or like not working as hard as maybe sort of a nasty stereotype that can sometimes get thrown around and just sort of being prepared and being very, very professional kind of keeps everything Mm. moving along quite nicely. And you can still be creative, you know, you can be prepared and you can be,
0: yeah, so when you say starving artist, you mean someone who's maybe a bit desperate but not working hard enough?
1: Yeah, well, I think that that's sort of the stereotype that that that's around uh that's around here anyway. Is that sort of idea okay. of uh yeah, yeah, it's it's sort of a catch-all for someone who's maybe not an engineer, right? Um <laughs> it's like okay. oh, well, you know, we're out chasing butterflies instead.
0: What about advice for songwriters just starting out or even yourself, you know, say when you were starting out, what what sort of advice would you give to yourself or to that new songwriter?
1: Write even when you don't want to. Um, I think a lot of the times we wait for inspiration to hit. Mm. And if you sort of write almost whether or not you feel like it, uh, inspiration will find you or you'll sort of find or you'll find inspiration along the way um it's sort of a muscle and the sort of the the more that you work at it the more that that it'll sort of work with you
0: Mm, that's great advice i i completely agree with that one and last formal question if you could co-write with anyone dead or alive who would it be and why
1: well, I can tell you my top three favorite songwriters, um, are, which are Tom Waits, John Hyatt, and Randy Newman. Kind of very different writers in their own way, but all craft very interesting songs. But all that said, I think I might go Cole Porter and sort of go in a totally opposite direction. Um, yeah, okay. And this uh, early American popular style, um, it's, it's not really heard anymore, but the writing is very... its Uh, it's very clever and kind of cute in a way that that we don't write anymore but uh, it would be sort of a fun challenge and just sort of uh, it would be working in a very different kind of musical setting and I I don't know it seems like something that would be very interesting to try
0: let me be by myself in the evening breeze and listen to the murmur of the cottonwood
1: trees send me off forever but I am
0: please don't fence me just turn me loose let me so why don't you tell me you said you wrote 77 songs was it 70 songs this year
1: the that, Last 6 months is, that's 70 the yeah the last 6 months or so
0: that is crazy what what's your goal with these songs are they all with other artists or do you
1: uh, a lot or? of them are, a lot of them are co-written um and And mostly just with other writers, not, uh, not artists. Mm -hmm. Some of them are being, (laughs) no, I, I, I'm thrilled to be writing with artists and, and I'd love to be doing more of that. Um, Mm. cause I, I, I think it, it, I think it's really great to write something and, and sort of know that that other people are going to hear it. Um, Mm. so many times we write things and say, Oh, I hope that other people will get to hear this or, Mm um, so, so it's, it's nice to, to sort of, uh, to sort of, feel like I'm more directly uh, impacting other people, I suppose. Um, no, but some of the songs are, uh, are being pitched, uh, are being pitched around Nashville right now. Um, I just got an email last night from a co-writer saying a song that we wrote was being passed along to, uh, to a young artist who's, who's looking for music for their debut album. So hopefully something will come of that. Um, yeah. There, there's maybe three or four of those that are, uh, that are sort of making the rounds. Um. I'll pull yeah. out when, I, when I'm back to playing. I mean, you can hear you can hear a lot of my music. Uh, I have a SoundCloud page. Um, yeah. I'll have to make some of those. Uh, I've been gradually adding more and more to it, but I haven't made those public yet. So I, uh, I'll go ahead and do that. Uh, no, mm-hmm. so you can see uh, on my SoundCloud page, which is at Jake Arthur Music, um, a lot of the songs that I've written with my co-writer Dan Allen are on his SoundCloud page, mm-hmm. uh, as well as the songs I've written. Jeff scornavaka uh he has a lot of those those songs up. those are the ones that I know off the top of my head are all publicly uh are all publicly available and you can hear yeah. some of the songs that I've sort of written uh on my own that are a bit more singer songwriter, not so much kind of commercial music uh those are on my website arthurmusic.com I'm mm-hmm. on facebook I'm on instagram i'm everywhere and, and I'll say I have been so overwhelmed uh as i've kind of I've drifted in and out of different songwriting communities and I've been so overwhelmed by the amount of positivity kind of as I've gotten uh, back into writing songs, uh, you know, commercially and things because for a while, when everyone is, you know, when you're in high school or college and stuff, there's uh, everyone is still trying to figure themselves out and they're trying to figure out their music and it felt kind of competitive in a way. And it, and it sort of Mm. felt like, well, who's better than that? And to be getting back into into some of this stuff and the amount of just support and encouragement that everyone gives. Um, and even if they say, well, I wouldn't exactly have done it this way, but they still say, you know, like, great job, keep going. You know, yeah. and it's this, uh, and the the amount of kind of support is, it's really overwhelming is kind of the only word I can use for it.
0: I completely agree. I think, I mean, I definitely hear, and there's still probably a lot of competitiveness out there. But I think it's completely your choice whether you decide to take part in that competition. Um, And it depends on what you're doing music for. Like, are you just doing it to make money and be famous or is there another reason? And for me, like, music is for me. And for a very, very long time, it was only for me. And I would, you know, there's no way I ever would have thought that I would share my music or my songs with anyone else. Um, Because I think, I don't know, I was in this, elusive world where I thought that I was different from everyone else and no one wanted to hear me and um, I felt very isolated and I had really low self-worth. And yet I think when that changed, which was after my trip to Nashville last year, I realised that I do music for me, but that doesn't mean that if I was to share it, like you said earlier, that moment, some you know, one of my songs that helped me in my moments of weakness if I was to share, it might help someone else in their moments, you know, and then and that I'm not actually any different from the rest of us. You know, we all have those moments and we all need something in those moments. And if I can write a song that can be there for someone in those moments, even if I can't be there physically, like that's a gift that I feel like is worth sharing. Um, but that, that didn't come to me until, you know, very recently.
1: No, I I mean I think I think you hit the hit the nail right on the head. Um yeah, and 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 so much especially when you're starting out so much writing is very isolated. So mm. so to feel like like there's this kind of broader community that you can be taking part in both in your writing and your performing and then having an audience. Um mm. yeah, start, starting to share your music definitely it makes the whole thing feel much more communal and everyone sort of plays a part in it.
0: I think you've been amazing. Is there anything else you would like to share while you've got some airtime?
1: I would just like to thank you for, uh, really for, for having me, uh, for having me do this and for sort of setting it up at the last minute. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know uh, where you are, but I think it's getting pretty late. Uh, for you.
0: It is. It's actually, uh, it's about 12 30 PM. Um, oh, but I've oh, enjoyed it. I didn't, I was having so much fun. I had no idea that it was getting so late, but, um, no, I I really enjoyed it. My husband's British, and he is downstairs watching the football or soccer, <laughs> as you would call it, because he has to stay up really late to watch football. And he's got a mate over, and they're having a beer. And my kids are all asleep, so this is a perfect time for me to do this. So, yeah. Um, no, I've really it.
1: and uh, it's been so nice to kind of be able to connect with you a bit more after just sort of writing back back and forth over email, and again, just sort of that idea of you know, continuing to broaden our our songwriting community. So I'm just, I'm very grateful for it.
0: Thanks for joining our songwriters, Trist today. To join the family and keep up to date with future podcasts, follow us on Facebook or Instagram and subscribe. To contact me or learn more, visit my website, www.ray-lee.com.